Do not adjust your tracking. You are now listening to the VHS Saturday podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of VHS Saturday, the show where we discuss the strange and unusual, odd and obscure VHS tapes that we obtain through thrift, gift, and grift. My name is Henry. And I'm Allison. And this week, we watched a movie called Iron Eagle. Also known as the Top Gun ripoff that came out four months before Top Gun. But it was written three years before Top Gun. Yeah. And was in development hell, I guess, for three years somehow. I don't know how. That doesn't make any sense for it. It wasn't a high budget movie at all. Yeah, there really wasn't a whole bunch of like behind the scenes info on this one. There was a lot of like people talking about it. People are certainly familiar with this. I don't know if I would even consider it obscure so much. Yeah, it's not totally obscure. But we did have different motivations as to why we chose this movie. So, Henry, why did we choose to watch Iron Eagle this week? Well, to understand that, first we have to step back to last week when Fact Fiend uploaded a video about this cake that Tom Cruise is so obsessed with. He gifts it to hundreds of celebrities every year for Christmas, so much so that during the pandemic, this one bakery in L.A., was able to survive the pandemic just based on Tom Cruise's expenses there every year. And so, of course, me being me, I said, how much is this fucking cake? Right. Because that sounds like it's a very expensive cake. I know cakes can get stupid expensive. Of course, like wedding cakes and yeah, shit. Exactly. Unbelievable. Yeah. So I'm like, OK, how much is how much is this ridiculous cake? I'm expecting this amazing decadent cake where they all every celebrity says it's the greatest cake they've ever tasted. Mm hmm. And this cake has got to be ridiculous. So I look it up. If you're in the L.A. area, it's fifty dollars. That is not bad. That's that's not which makes me go, oh, my God, he's buying so many more cakes than I thought. Yeah. But, you know, 50 bucks, a hundred dollars total. To ship it Mm. with dry ice, a fresh one shipped in a box of dry ice, a hundred bucks. I've spent I've spent that much money on a cake before. Fuck it. So I bought it. To justify the absolute gluttonous concept of ordering a $100 cake just because Tom Cruise said so, we decided to have BBQ and B-movies through a whole party on the roof of the complex and uh, had a get-together first time since, like, 2019. Yeah, it was really nice, like... You know, that we're all vaccinated and stuff. And for the first time in forever, we were able to just like hang out and socialize without masks on or anything. Like, yeah, the last time I hung out Ty was like in October and we made an agreement. It was an outside Mm -hmm. social distance masked hangout between the two of us. Even like Christmas, me and my family members, we all wore masks and shit and it was crazy. Yeah. But yeah, so it was really nice getting to meet some of your friends. Meeting some of your friends, too. Yeah. And to just, I don't know, hang out. It all it felt kind of foreign. Like, it's been so long. I forgot that it's a thing we can do. But uh, anyways, the cake was delicious. I, I loved yeah. it. We just had some after dinner tonight, yeah, too. Tom Cruise was totally <laughs> right. That is one of the most best cakes I've ever had. It's very good. It's like a white chocolate coconut bunt cake. Yes. And it's like, it's just got a really good texture. 
The cake to frosting ratio is on point. It looks on the pictures. It looks like it's absolutely caked in coconut. I did not even mean for it to be a pun. <laughs> it looks like, but that's it, not. It's got a very thin layer of coconut shaving. It's the perfect amount. Yeah, it it looks way crazier on, but that's because the the white chocolate icing underneath just creates this illusion that there's like layers of coconut. Yeah. So if it's the coconut, if you're not too into coconut, don't 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 let that dismay you. Get this cake. So if people want, if our listeners want to try this cake, where can they order it from? You're saying I like for sponsored. We're not sponsored, but, you know, just in case. <laughs> I mean, you're curious and you have one hundred dollars to spend. This is goldbelly.com. They're the uh, people that distribute it for them. Excellent. Oh, God. So. <laughs> so we thought like we didn't have really anything in our catalog with Tom Cruise specifically. Uh, I was looking for things where Tom Cruise wasn't famous yet because we've been found out. That's kind of what we stumble into. Like that's kind of become our thing now. We've done it like four times mm-hmm. and on accident, each one. And I couldn't find anything. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, you know what? Mission Impossible has got to have some like asylum ripoff films. Of course. No. There's what? nothing. Really? Yeah. There's absolutely nothing. And... So I was just thinking about other famous movies Tom Cruise has been that we would have had um, a ripoff of me. So obviously it would never mostly down to like action. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think of anything. I couldn't find anything on anything else. But I do remember that I have a copy of Iron Eagle and I never have seen Iron Eagle. I only picked it up because when I watched Cobra Kai... The main character is obsessed with the movie Iron Eagle. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I, I had never heard of it before. Um, completely unfamiliar. As a matter of fact, I'll admit I've never even seen Top Gun before. That's good. Yeah. You showed me some clips on YouTube and I was surprised. I thought that like the dialogue was really like well written and uh, it was captivating. That's a really good movie. Yeah. I, I definitely want to watch it. I remember especially it was like one after of the, watching it. It was one of those movies that like I knew like grownups liked when I was a kid. So I, <laughs> I kind of just like whatever. And I knew saw there was a lot of talking. I was like, this movie's fucking stupid. <laughs> but then I watched it when I was like 20. So this is like 13, 14 years ago. I watched mm-hmm. it when I was like around my around 20. And I was like, whoa, this movie's fucking rad. <laughs> Not to be confused with the movie Red. Which is not very Red. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, OK, so we got Iron Eagle. It's not super obscure, but it meets other criteria. It is kind of, you know, it is strange. You know, it's an odd one. And, uh, you know, it's a it's a, a ripoff of sorts. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. Um, we mentioned we talk about this kind of concept in a previous episode. I cannot remember which one because we are fucking 19 episodes in at this point. Yeah. That is insane. Shit's crazy. So, like, shout out to our listeners for all of your support throughout these 20 episodes. But anyways... Um, Iron Eagle, there isn't a whole lot of information about the development behind the scenes, the type of stuff we really like diving deep into. Mm-hmm. And I talk about Top Gun stuff behind the scenes all day, though. <laughs> I so much. Well, 
The thing is, though, is that people do seem to remember Iron Eagle and remember it somewhat fondly. Yeah. Even articles that we found that were, you know, maybe not so... They were razzing it. Yeah, they weren't so positive. Like, 90% of the review was still like, yeah, you know, it's decent. It's a decent movie. It's like it's a fun movie. Yeah, and I think that's very true. That's kind of how I would sum up how I feel about it. Yeah. That, like, it's it's competent. It looks like a movie. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a movie. Yeah. It's a, it's a fucking... It's a movie. Well, here here's the thing. When you said this movie's competent... You disagree. The, so, I do disagree a little bit, because if you recall, we stopped the movie numerous times while we were watching it, because this movie is about the Air Force... And it's about some Air Force civils, some civilians that are family members of Air Force. Right. And I'm an Air Force veteran. So there's a whole lot of things that were just sticking very, very much out to me. So I was making fun of a lot of that. And like, it feels like there's was not enough research done. Right. So Top Gun is about airmen who are in the Navy. They're still seamen, but they are in avionics. Okay, yeah, I guess. Look, I don't know the terminology, so you'll have to correct me when I'm wrong, which I know you will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they're like, they're still in the Navy, Mm -hmm. but they fly planes. Mm -hmm. So like they have all kinds of different rules and shit than the Air Force. But Iron Eagle is like strictly Air Force. So you're very familiar familiar with with all of the inconsistencies. Exactly. Like (laughs) there's stuff. If I watch something, something about the Army or the the Navy or the Marines, I'll catch some stuff that I know. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of things are like, like because the Navy, they have 12 different uniforms. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So. They all have different purposes for different types of, um, you, you know, scenarios that you're going to be in different events. Like you have your like uh, blues, uh, dress blues. You have your dress whites. You have your dress, your, your brown ones, which are called peanut butters as a nickname. So, <laughs> okay. you, so you have like multiple dress uniforms you, in the Air Force. I had my blues and I had my my formal blues where I wear the, the blazer over my, my blues and. That, that's it. That's it. There's like, there's also like a black tie version where it's almost like a tuxedo version of the Ooh. Air Force uniform. But that's it. They're like that you got we got we had three. And the Navy literally has 12 uniforms. Wow. Well, if you count the different because they have like four different camouflage patterns. And so if I watch a movie about the Navy, I don't know. If they're supposed to be wearing brown or or white or right. blue, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have no concept of those uh, customs and courtesies of that branch. <laughs> but Top Gun did have a military advisors, so like they, that's why a lot, it, there was so much accuracy to that film. Yeah, it's not perfect from mm-hmm. what I've heard. Some people feel weird because they feel like it's impersonation. Like, oh, and we know that people are definitely weird about that. Yeah. Even when it's just a whole movie, you know, so it's like you get something wrong. So just, yeah. Yeah, I think it was a few years ago when I stumbled down like the Stolen Valor rabbit hole on YouTube. 
Yeah. And people literally will just like go around with their phones and like walk up to people and be like, bro, why are you pretending to be in the military and stuff? Like, like yeah, there's so many people that just do that. They pretend to be in the military. Yeah. And like, gotta get that 10% off my movie ticket, man. <laughs> like, fuck. And like, there's popcorn's expensive. Here's the thing. Here's, here's, here's how I know these people are all fucking stupid that do that. There's the people that do Stolen Valor. We can tell they're stupid because instead of just going by as like a normal airman or soldier, you know, I'm an E3. I have no additional badges yet because I've barely been in. Mm-hmm. Right. The easiest shit to set up. You put your, put your fucking find out the ribbons people get when they graduate from fucking basic training. The ones you the, the basically a participation trophy. It's like you pass basic training. They're like, as soon as you're in the military, you're going to have those ones, you know? This information is all online. Yes. Like, you could very easily look it up and make sure that your uniform like, is accurate. Yes. The, the actual, the military dress and appearance accordance is public. Yeah. The actual, like, the uh, Air Force instruction, the AFI, the, the actual ruling that gets considered, you could just fucking look up. But what I'm saying is, be a normal-ass soldier. But what they do is they fucking stack their goddamn ribbon rack like it's fucking Call of Duty achievements. (laughs) And they're like. And they lie about like losing their friends in war and all this. Yeah. And they're like, I've been deployed 2,700 times. (laughs) I've killed 14,000 men. They always say the most stupid, inane shit. If you want to impersonate the military. Go in as an E3. You got a couple fucking stripes. You get your normal ass fucking badges and, and your ribbons. And, you know, what do you do? I'm a cop. Security forces. What do you do all day? Um, we guard the gate. We check IDs. Yeah. And then we catch people speeding on base. Yeah. Now give me 10 percent off. Like, you know, you just have like a give a normal ass job. Yeah. There's there's so many normal fucking jobs. My best friend, Matt, he was in the Air Force also. He was a cook. Yeah, I forget about that sometimes. Like as an outsider, you look at the military and you're like, oh, combat. Right. That's all you think about. And so, you know, when you told me that you were in the Air Force, I was like, wow, you know, like he must be really good at like fighting and guns and stuff or like maybe he knows how to fly a plane <laughs> but like <laughs> you realize that like oh no you just like had a desk job you know like <laughs> i stared at excel spreadsheets yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, and now the government pays you to live in your apartment yeah. so that's cool <laughs> to go get my fucking bachelor's degree yeah, yeah. they paid for my bachelor's nice but no like if you're going to do Stolen Valor, make yourself a normal dude. Because yeah. obviously doing Stolen Valor, you're not amounting to anything. So by just um, lying about being a normal ass dude, <laughs> that's still an improvement. Yeah, right? I definitely think that some people, they get these like delusions of grandeur and oh, yeah, stuff. And 100%. They, they want the sympathy from people. And so it's like they have to lie about doing all of these crazy brave extreme things i mean you can still try to milk that sympathy without going so out there you can be like yeah um i can't feel my leg because mm-hmm. I, I got got hit yeah when i was deployed 
Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, it's a very interesting rabbit hole to fall down, but... Uh... So we watched Iron Eagle, yes. right? So, um, we watched Iron Eagle because the Tom Cruise connection. This is the closest thing to, like, a Tom Cruise ripoff film. Right. But really, the only similarities is the fact that... Uh, airplane. <laughs> yeah, um... As someone who has not seen Top Gun in full, unfortunately, I can't really compare and contrast the plot or there, anything there's, like that. There's no comparison contrasting. It's this. That's good. Yeah. Maybe Top Gun is a good movie then, because <laughs> the plot to this movie was pretty. Uh, it was pretty frustrating. Yeah. I definitely found myself getting a little like worked up. After a while, I was just like, bro, are you fucking serious right now? Like this, the shit that they get into is like, it's, it's unacceptable. I'm like, I know I'm supposed to like suspend my, you know, my disbelief here and right and pretend and be like, yeah, this is a badass story and just kind of shut my brain off a little bit. But like there wasn't enough explosions for me to shut my brain off. Those all happen in the end. Yes. At the very end, it's like, let's, you gotta use up all the explosion budget. Like, <laughs> there were a couple explosions in the beginning. So, and they're like Team America looking. Yeah, like, there, there's a lot of um, models for the planes used. Um, yeah. The way they're flying, a lot of times you could tell that they, uh, that, that they're models because that's not how planes fly, but that's, reasonable to pass whatever but the explosions on them is like literally you could tell the plane model is completely fucking static yeah and then the, <laughs> then the fucking you know squib goes off and it explodes yeah like. we every time something blew up we had a good <laughs> laugh every time god those are those are i don't i don't know what it is about those models that looked so fake i don't know but I I got like Team America vibes from it, you know, because yeah, that's like team, how Team America was did it on purpose. Yeah, they though. wanted it to look cheap and bad and stupid, yeah. and like they wanted to drive home the point: this is a model, right? Because these are puppets, exactly. Yeah. So I was thinking you could seriously take those sequences from Team America and just kind of like cut in together. these these explosions, and I don't know if anyone would know the difference. I don't think so. But yeah, um, this movie is is about this kid named Doug, mm -hmm. whose dad is in the Air Force. Right. And he gets taken prisoner by some uh, fictional Middle Eastern country. He gets taken prisoner because he gets shot down. Um, like during a dogfight. During a dogfight that was happening over international waters. So he was within means to do it so he shouldn't be taken as a pow but they are yeah what was the name of the country again they made something up like yeah let's see it it's like they like jumbled the word libya around but it wasn't you know yeah yeah um, it's always weird to me when movies like make up fake countries yeah it's like genovia <laughs> princess of genovia yeah they do make a line like referencing that in the movie somewhere. And there's like two characters talking. They're like, Genovia, where is that? And it's like, oh, I hear it's like between Spain and Portugal or something. And it's like, obviously, there's nothing there. 
in real life, but it's just kind of a joke. Belia. Belia? Mm-hmm. Iron Eagle was the worst thing that happened to the Air Force since Vietnam. Holy shit. That is quite a headline. The production of the 1986 action flick Iron Eagle is not supported by the U.S. Air Force for obvious reasons. The script. Yes. You said that. Yeah. When we were watching it, you're like, there's no way the Air Force signed off on this because the the whole premise of the movie is like this guy's dad gets taken as a prisoner of war and the Air Force isn't doing anything about it. So this kid decides... The Air Force and even the White House, they don't want to do anything about it because, like, they're using this guy as, like, a bargaining ship, essentially, about oil. Yeah, like embargoes or whatever. Yeah. And so it's like, this kid decides, well, if they're not going to do it, then Because this kid's also a pilot. Yes, but he's not in the Air Force or he's not. in He's a training. senior in high school. Yeah, he's literally just like, they have a club. They have a club of, like, young pilots. Yeah, and, like, they, yeah, they're, they're he's trying to get into the Air Force Academy, but he gets um, rejected. rejected. And so this kid with hardly any experience, no military training whatsoever, like, he decides that he's going to go save his dad. He cooks up this entire plan to, with all his buddies uh, that are in this, like, playing club. And, uh, oh, we, first we, he also meets this full bird colonel, Chappie. Yes. Um, because the bullies, who we never saw again. He was being bullied at the beginning of the movie. That's true. He's being what bullied at the that? beginning of this movie. And they get uh, challenged to a race between dirt bike and his airplane, because that makes sense. Yeah. Um, And when they get to the flight line, they see this gentleman like working on his plane. Oh, and this they all live on a military base. Yeah. These are all kids that live on base, which is fair. That's how it works. You have like neighborhoods on base and shit playgrounds it's an entire like little mini city mm-hmm. um a lot of people don't realize that on military bases like I've, i realize that like civilians don't realize that that it's yeah. like a little mini city we like, had a discussion about that and i remember you like laughed at me quite a bit because of how wrong i was it was like a movie theater a bowling alley that i was like oh i thought it was just like a field with a bunch of tents and like multiple bars like you know, a mall. you know like a military base <laughs> Like in Halo. <laughs> There's a skate park. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Your military bases have skate parks. That's pretty sick. And they're like guys with like buzzed hair, like just tearing up the fucking. Yeah, I, I, I skated when I was in the military. I had friends that skated, too, when we were in the military. That's awesome. Like, yeah, it's just. Just normal dudes, yeah. which is what I'm saying. When you're doing fucking stolen valor, just be a normal fucking dude. You yeah. won't get caught. Yeah. So. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Henry's telling you how to get away with stolen valor. It's his fault. <laughs> just, just don't be stupid. Yeah. Don't be stupid. I think they're already like. Right. That's the thing. They're, They've already failed. That's what I'm saying earlier. Like, you got to be really fucking stupid to do this. And that's how come they go for like, you know, this giant like I'm a fucking 
I'm a trained sniper, blah, blah, blah. All this bullshit. Be like, no, man, I just check ID cards. (laughs) (laughs) I'm basically just like a bouncer at the Air Force. (laughs) Speaking of, this kid just like plows through the fucking like uh, security gate at the Air Force base during the to to go um, from the race. Oh, yeah. So like this being, you know, especially a pre 9-11 movie, like the fucking the things that this kid gets away with in real life, like he would have got shot. Yes. Like a long time 100%. ago. 100 percent. So like he just takes his Mustang, like plows through the like the uh, the checkpoint and guys just like, hey, hey. And he waves as if it's like a normal fucking movie. I'm like, you literally have a gun. Right. Yeah. So when I had to be at the gate. I had to wear my second chance vest, Mm -hmm. my bulletproof vest over it, and I had a gun Mm -hmm. and then a rifle. I had two guns, basically. Yeah. And And if someone just fucking completely disregards your authority and barrels past you. We have a button that we push and then um, the things come out of the ground, Mm. like a wall comes out of the ground. So. Yeah, like there are measures in place. Yeah. And this guy just goes, whoa, hey, as if it's <laughs> like a parking lot. I know. And, and then that's it. You like what would have happened is <laughs> you would have called it in. Right. Yeah. And then military police, if you're not on Air Force Base, security forces, if it's an Air Force Base, different name, same job. Uh, they're just cops. They have like sirens on their car and everything. And they just they would have pulled them over. But no, just fucking goes. Yeah, just let him in. That's oh, fine. That's, that's just Doug. But I mean, like back in the day, you didn't have to show an ID, but you did have to have your cars. You had to have a sticker on your car that you got by submitting your like license plate. Mm. So that car is authorized to be in. And it was like, yo, and they they, just, they wave you. They used to wave us through, but not like that. Right. You know? Yeah, that so. was fucking ridiculous. And so then he like gets in and uh, he's a total fucking brat. Yeah. So they do the race and um, then he finds out uh, people are like, hey, there's news about your dad. And. Uh, he starts trying to find out information about what's going on with his dad, because people just told him his Something happened to his dad, but they won't tell him what. Mm-hmm. So then he like goes into like areas that are marked like top secret and like classified and um, other various things. And this is a fucking 17 year old, maybe 18 year old civilian with zero security clearance. Yeah. And he's just walking all through these fucking places as if that's A.O. fucking K. It's like they treat the Air Force base like a fucking normal office building. Yes, exactly. Where it's like you can just barge in and like be like, hey, can I get this? Oh, I got this thing for you from Doug. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like and and like the people at the desk are, you know, their uniforms are totally off. They're not following like any standards. And they're it's like there's this one that's supposed to be like she's um she her job was a personnel. She actually had like basically what my job was. Yeah, like so. a secretary. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. And uh, they made her look like your stereotypical overweight secretary, desk secretary. Mm-hmm. She had like a pencil in her hair bun. 
which is not allowed at all. Right. And she's overweight and everything else like that. And it's like, these are mil- they're military still, guys. Like, yeah. You know, like, they're still regular. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, they treat it like a normal fucking office building. There's no rules. There's no, like, accountability. It was just absolutely ridiculous. So he storms into, like this giant war room with like all these supercomputers and shit going around him. And he finds out, finds this, uh, Lieutenant Colonel who is played by the same guy who played Tex in robot jocks. Mm-hmm. I got very excited when I saw that. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he was doing a voice, but the voice was the same as this character Tex. So, but he's this overweight Texan guy and, uh, he's the Lieutenant Colonel and, He's telling his this kid some information, but he can't tell him all of it. He's like, your dad got captured, blah, blah, blah. The White House isn't going to do anything about it. Um, the. Um, the Air Force can't do anything without White House approval. He gave the whole entire spiel about it's not not happening. And he's like, we we can't do anything, Doug. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my hands are fucking tied. And he didn't give him all that information. And and he was also like, I can't tell you this information, Doug. This is very classified. He's like, please, sir, it's my dad. He's like, okay, no one else can know that you. I'm telling you this. And he's <laughs> saying this in a war room with several dozen other airmen milling about. Right. And we have just like, all right, I guess I'll tell you, but don't tell anyone. okay? right. It's like, like, what the fuck? It's like this is a locked down classified room, authorized access only. And you have a 17 year old civilian. Yeah. And he's talking to the highest ranking person there. And he's like, no one can know I tell you this. And like, there's people just like next to them as they're like walking by. And it's like. You have, you have a bunch of fucking witnesses. And he doesn't speak to them with any kind of, like, respect oh, or yeah, formality. No. He's just a fucking little dick. And everyone's just like, oh, that's just Doug. And they just deal with it. And I'm like, this kid needs to get his ass kicked. Right. He, he's, like, trying to strive so hard, saying he's, he's ready to be in the military. And, like, you know, his dad was doing so much for him and stuff. He was, like, really aspiring to that. But then he, like, he talks to all these high-ranking officers, like, this bullshit and all yeah. this other stuff. And he's mm-hmm. like, it's like, bro, like respect. Yeah. That like, no wonder they won't fucking let you in. It's, yeah. It's like, it's just, you obviously have like, think you're better than everyone else. So we found his dad's dead. No, not dead. His dad is captured. Oh. Uh-huh. No, he goes to the simulator. Yes. That's that's another thing. Yeah, they just let him use the fucking simulator whenever yeah. he wants. After that happens, um, there's like a there's like a, a prom, right? Yeah. That that happens. It's one of those like teen dance and they have scenes where like they they're choreographed for some reason. Because of the two minority characters. Yeah. Therefore they can dance. Mm-hmm. And so they made them do this big dance and everyone clapped. And everyone clapped. Okay. And uh, he's just like hanging out on the base, essentially. And he goes to another classified area like and he's like, hey, can I use a simulator, sir? And he's like, well, we have somebody 
that is uh, supposed to be uh, coming in to use it, but you can use it until then. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. It's not an arcade. <laughs> this is a top secret, like, thing. Yeah. Like, only certain people can see and let alone use this training simulator for this machine than F-16. Right. And, and he they gets, just let him fucking do it. They let him get into it like it's a like it's fucking Sega's afterburner at the arcade. Like <laughs> yeah. it's they just gets in there, shuts the cockpit, does a simulation, and, and then uh he's leaving, and we see that gentleman that was working on his plane on the flight line, Chappie. And he finds out Chappie is a Fulberg Colonel. And 06 in the ranking. And he was supposed to be in the simulator, but now he can't because Doug took too long. He ate into his simulator time. Mm -hmm. Now, Doug's time in the simulator was literally about one minute. Right. Because he he died Mm -hmm. in the sim. So Chappie was really late. That would make sense, right? Yeah. Chappie had to have run really late. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the only way that would make sense. It Let's, just makes me mad. Like, Chappie should get priority. Right. They he's, should. He's worked his ass off. He's been in for 22 years. Yeah. Says, they should have, like, knocked on the sim. Hey, Doug, time's up. Uh, the the colonel's here. Yeah. So here's the thing about Fulberg Colonel. When a Fulberg was coming to our building, we would get notified first. Mm-hmm. Because there's, they have secretaries. We would put a... He would get priority parking in our from our office we put out there was a sign for Fulberg to be parked they only have to go to the parking spot they can park at the fucking door fuck your ADA compliance mm-hmm. and someone would be standing by and when they came in they would announce attention and no matter where the fuck you are in that building you are supposed to stop and stand at attention yeah until he says at ease and you can go back to doing whatever the fuck you're doing. And when he comes into a room, you do the same thing. Like an officer comes in the room, you so nah. This fucking <laughs> Yeah. Nah. But he's just out there like working on planes and Well, because they said he's in the reserves now. Yeah. Because that's that's the next conversation. He goes mm. he's after he leaves, he's like, I didn't know you were in the military too. He's like, yes, 22 years I've been in. It's like a fucking full bird. Wow. He's like, why were you just working on planes? Are you only in the reserves now? He's like, yep. Which is fine. You can definitely do that. Um, and so they start talking about the entire scenario with his dad. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I got a plan. I need you to help me. And he's like, I'm not going to help you. That's a stupid plan. And he's like, you don't care. You don't even care about my dad. He's like, you don't care about any anybody else except you. And he gets upset. And he's he, like, my boys died in Nam. Yeah, he's he has lost lost people underneath him. And he was like, he was like, dude, you're being disrespectful as fuck. And I was saying the same thing, like, dude. Yeah, he was. Though. Like, that's you're just mouthing off this dude. Mm-hmm. So then he comes up with a more fleshed out plan, and he calls in his whole entire Flying Eagles gang, mm-hmm. his Flying Eagles club. They all 
meet up inside their clubhouse, which you said looks like a Mickey Mouse club. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's all there's it's made out of like old plane parts. Old plane parts and stuff. It's like those are those are still worth a lot. It doesn't make any sense for the like it fits the theme, but realistically, no. Right. No, not at all. That would not work. But he cooks up this plan, and because they're all military brats, also, they all have to steal various forms of information about where his dad's location is. Yeah. It's like, oh. Glasses, kid, your dad works in Intel, Mm -hmm. so you're going to go in and you're going to steal some Intel. And like they all had this plan, like one of the things that he did was like he got some papers from one office that he that they just trusted this kid with military documents for to carry down the hall to somebody else. But that's when we get the fat secretary who's still in the Air Force somehow. And he gives them he's like, oh, these are from down the hall. Oh, thanks. Blah, 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 blah. And he like, oh, you should go, go do this. He's like, she's like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And he's hacking into the mainframe. Like he, <laughs> as they say, yeah, he literally later goes, I'm, I'm in. in. <laughs> like we make that joke. He's like, I mean, but then we get another bit later where he's like, actually says that yeah and yeah. it's like damn it wow really? yeah <laughs> jesus henry you were just like you were just calling the lines like yeah the script was really predictable yeah there were so many times you would just like say like <laughs> you would say something and then the character would say it immediately after. You want them destroyed <laughs> <laughs> yeah Maybe I've seen way too many 80s action movies. I don't know. (laughs) Honestly, for the podcast at this point, like, I mean, how many other movies have we reviewed so far that are specifically from 1986? I think it's a good chunk. Yeah. Like, it's it's kind of odd. I feel like it was a good year. That's like when some of my favorite movies ever came out, actually. Yeah. So they have like these girls whose dad does something with like maps so they steal them they go in they distract her dad and then like they just literally steal military maps they're like like i cannot stress this enough these kids are just stealing military intelligence and they're formulating this plan this is why the air force would not sign off on this script because Mm -hmm. it's just like like you would have them like the most bullshit being like I think about cybersecurity right now. Right. You know, that field. It's just like, it's like that would be such a laughing stock. A military air force and just some kids can like tap you on one shoulder and basically go around you. And it's definitely played for laughs. Like the whole point is you're supposed to relate to the teenagers, right? Like you're supposed to be like yeah fuck authority that whole like late 80s early 90s kind of attitude and like i don't know it's just played for fun that like yeah the, the these parents just don't understand <laughs> but it's an entire military like yeah the, and the, so it's like they're treating the military like it's your typical kind of thing like there's a one scene with the hangar and uh they light strings of firecrackers yeah. and they throw them into the barrel. So they're throwing these firecrackers around. So people think there's 
bases being under attack like and they're gunfire. and they're ducking and covering. Um, and they did so like Glasses Kid could go into another room and like do more. You know, that's when he got the I'm in. And they're yeah. like sitting behind the barrel, like throwing firecrackers and they're giggling. And it's just like, dude, like this isn't funny. The the, the base would go entirely on lockdown. If like, there was a, even the faintest concept that there was a shooting on base, you would get fucked up. Like that would be on your record forever. You would never be able to fly again. You would. Be, you probably couldn't even live on the base anymore. Oh yeah, you would get kicked out when your dad got back from being POW. He would probably lose lose. Uh, right. Yeah. It, it would. Yeah. There is so much like that's like I that's like yelling fire in a movie theater. Yeah. It's crazy that it's played for that. It's played as a fucking like joke. Like it's supposed to be funny. Like anything else. Like, okay, ha ha ha. But like a military base, the entire purpose of which is to kill bad guys. Yeah. That's that's why it's there. Mm -hmm. And like the fact that no one like, you know, tries to like fight back in any way. They just like all run and hide like they're office workers. Yeah. Just mind boggling. And it just gets worse and worse as the movie goes on. Like the things that they get away with get more and more unbelievable and extreme. So we find out um, at some point. Doug's dad would take him and let him fly the jets, but and have him pose as a uh, as a pilot. And it's like, wait, what? What? fucking officer in the Air Force would risk that. I know. That makes no fucking sense. That like, yeah, that I just, I can't believe that at all. Like, yeah, even if they've driven other things, it's different. Like, the, yeah, the kid is a pilot, but like, he hasn't flown a fucking military jet. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of driving, he drives like a Mustang, but he drives like a total fucking asshole. Mm -hmm. He is like a terrible, dangerous driver. Yeah. And I was like, please, God, fly planes better than you drive. <laughs> I mean, all things considered, he's pretty good at flying planes. I'll give him that. He yeah. does all these like, you know, rolls and tricks and, you know... Made a lot of Star Fox jokes. A lot of Star Fox jokes, of course. Um, but whatever. Uh, they create the plan. They create the plan, and then they have Chappie helping them along the way. Because they go to Chappie's house, and he's like, I need your help to steal an Air Force F-16. I got all the intel here for you. I think the line he says word for word is like, you want intelligence? I got a whole bag full of it right here. And I just thought that was funny. It's so, my bag full of intelligence. So he's, <laughs> he's got all this shit. Now, this is like a trailer. Chappie's house is a trailer in a desert. Yeah. Now. I had to stop the movie and explain to Allison, like, wait, he's living in a trailer. He's a full bird turtle who has been in the service for over 22 years. For the record, in 2021, a full bird colonel gets $11,500 a month 
as their salary. Yeah. And he's living in a trailer. And even like we even checked for like, you know, to account for the differences between like, you know, 1986 and today. And like, it's pretty much yeah. the same. Amount. In 1986, a 06 officer got a. Um, with 22 years of experience. Yeah, with 22. Yeah, the same same exact, you know, years in service and, and pay grade. He was getting like forty five hundred dollars a month. And we adjust that for inflation. It was like ten thousand nine hundred dollars. So like we're literally looking at like a, you know, few hundred dollar difference. Mm-hmm. But that's still like that's still ten grand a month, essentially. That's insane. And he's living in this little fucking trailer beat up trailer. Now, it, granted, it's got like a, like I can't tell if the hangar was like nearby or what. It wasn't connected. Mm-hmm. But he also had like. Uh, Air Force like plane hangar for some reason like I don't know it doesn't make any fucking sense so he agrees to them he was like okay you got me and it's 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 silly because it seems almost like a like a like a heist movie yeah with a rope with them in like I got it all here I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You get get the muscle. You get the brains. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, they they put this plan together. And they have to go to the airfield and they are they say they're signed up for a specific uh, like running a certain path. And um, they said they weren't on the list. And then his buddies come in and like, oh, they, they give it to the guy who's doing checking the list before giving I don't know, not necessarily even giving the keys to the fucking jets. But basically giving them, yeah, go ahead. We're not going to like freak out if you go get in the jet right now. And they give him the things like this just came in. There's some uh, alterations to uh, today's flight path. So he's like, oh, there you guys are. Yeah, go on ahead, eh? And like they, I don't know, why I made him Canadian, <laughs> but they're like, okay. Well, wait a second. Wasn't this uh, directed by a Canadian or produced by a Canadian? Yeah, there, there has a connection to Canada. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why it's so inaccurate. I don't. I... Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, they do like a test run, and you know, he where basically he gets to fly the jet. And blow some stuff up. And he sucks at it. And Chappie's like, I'm out. You can't even hit fucking, you know, broadside of a barn. And yeah, he's like, wait, I got it. And he puts music on his tape deck that he brought with him, mm-hmm. which was foreshadowed during the race against the bully. The bully, which we never see again. Yeah. Makes no fucking sense. So. He's it's like baby driver. He's listening to the music and then all of a sudden it's like pew, pew, pew. He's mm-hmm. just fucking like bullseye. Yeah. And like, OK, yeah, uh, I'm in now. And uh, so then they get together. They finally decide to have their last day moment of like finalizing the plan when the activate because his dad was they find out his dad is going to be executed in three days mm-hmm. by hanging. So. They got to, you know, get a move on. So they get set up on the schedule again to fly some planes. And they have all these weapons like loaded up onto the two jets. 
and Chappie had already like recorded actually like a, a tape in case he doesn't make it to guide him through the rest of the mission together. And uh, they deviate off their plan and they change their frequency so that the Air Force couldn't hear them. And then they go and... Uh, they literally fly to this fucking fictional Middle Eastern country alone. It's just the two of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and they literally start committing terrorism and like just blowing shit up. Yeah, they just start attacking various things, like just shooting you down. And Chappie gets hit and like... They're doing more shit. They're blowing more shit up. And then um, Chappie has to like bail. And he's like, listen to the tape. And like he, he goes away. <laughs> and uh, we think that he dies. Yes. It is insinuated that Chappie is dead mm-hmm. um, because the plane gets hit and he was barely holding on. And uh, we see the words eject, eject, eject on his like speaking spell. There's like yeah, there's like a little like the console in the plane. Yeah, it, it looks like a fucking Commodore sixty four or something, like a, where it's like just it's just it calculator style back green backlit. It's like a speak and smell, like yes. hands down, yeah. and it'll pop things like like target locked, mm-hmm. target hit, and it's like I don't think an F sixteen has a. Uh, HUD like that. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. For narrative purposes, yeah. it will have to do. <laughs> it's it's pretty lazy, but anyway. <laughs> so. So then he's on his own and he gets close enough to where he can communicate with their radio tower. And uh, just, he's blowing shit up and he says he has five targets. And if he doesn't get the colonel back. He and his crew will, his squad will be able, will start taking out various targets that are have been strate- strategically chosen. And they, he said that bluff because Chappie told him they won't know it's just the two of us. They won't expect it's just two jets. They're going to anticipate there's like a whole fleet, which, yeah, that's actually logical. I mean, sure, that's logical, I guess, if you're trying to deceive them. But I don't understand how that would work out in your favor anyway, because then if they're prepared to fight more and it's just you two, like, wouldn't that make it easier for them? Maybe. Like, it's not, I don't think it's like they would have, like, they wouldn't get more. It's like that, that, that wouldn't buff the other team necessarily, but it doesn't aid the... Americans this scenario like at all but yeah no no I meant it makes it easier for the the Middle Eastern people mm. I can't remember the name of their fucking fake country I just I just hear the think of Libya the, yeah the, the it's real like country. Bali Bali yeah, ba- or Bilia Bilia like they couldn't have come up with something better than that I'm sorry it, that they wrong. really just like they rearranged, they rearranged Libya, Libya. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking lazy because it's based off vaguely based on a real scenario that happened in yes and it was filmed in um israel Mm -hmm. but uh yeah they fucking wouldn't it aid them because the the billions (laughs) god damn it the billions the billions (laughs) they were 
if they're preparing to fight more than two and only two show up, like, wouldn't it be easy as Tom Cruise cake? Like, to yeah, just... I mean, yeah, it's like, oh, there's two. Yeah, boom, boom. Where's yeah, another one? And they just, you're when, just waiting for more at that point. When they blow up enemy jets, it's like one shot, and the whole thing fucking explodes in a huge, fiery... Yeah. But, like, they get shot at a, a billion fucking <laughs> times... And nothing happens. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's dumb. So, so then um, the not Saddam Hussein. Like, yeah, it's obviously they they looked at Saddam Hussein at the time like this guy, mm-hmm. uh, who earlier in the movie when he announced at the trial of uh, the cap of the of the pilot. Said, uh, I'm a pilot too. You know, you're in the wrong because a pilot should know where they're at all the time. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so Doug tells them that he wants the captain moved or Icy's going to start blowing shit up. And then when the captain wasn't being moved, he's like, okay, here goes a hundred million dollars worth of oil. And he blows up like the oil refinery. Yes. And then he's like, let's see him move now. And then. Not Saddam Hussein is like, okay, move the American, like get into position because we're going to take them both out at the same time. And so Doug thinks they're they're working to his plan because they start moving the, the his dad. And then once Doug like was about to land, the sniper takes a shot and hits the pilot, hits his dad. So he flies off. And he just starts blowing more shit up. Um, yeah, this is like the end of the movie. Yeah. And they save all the explosions for now. He's just killing dozens and dozens of people. Yeah. It's This is, it's this awful. is got quite a body count. Yeah. It's literally like it's like he, he's like pulling a fucking Pearl Harbor, dude. It's, yeah. It's, he's literally just showing up and bombing a bunch of shit. And it's like you understand that, like, if you're attacking a foreign country, like that can have consequences for the entire fucking country. For the entire world. Yeah. Like, like yeah. because when the Japanese thought they could pull Pearl Harbor, we fucked them up forever. Mm-hmm. Like, more than anyone has ever been fucked up in history. And hopefully no one will ever be fu- fucked up that bad ever again. Right. But it's like, you don't know. Like, his dad is captured, but he's just gonna, like, you're, you just killed dozens of people. Yeah. And, like... This using stolen technology and information and like this is terrorism. As far as I'm concerned, that's like that's like fucking terrorism, dude. Like we stole military intelligence then we stole military hardware to go pull an attack on a country posing as the military. But the military didn't want to because they didn't want it to start into a conflict. They were literally trying to avoid this conflict that the billions were using the dad as bait for yeah and so now this asshole just shows up and is like fuck you i want to blow some give me back my daddy yeah happy father's day (laughs) (laughs) we were talking about earlier how we were like man i kind of wish we saved daddy for uh father's day and i was like you know what Because, like, we reviewed Magic Bubble on Mother's Day. It's a story about a mom. 
And so we're like, yeah, daddy on Father's Day, whatever. Um, So we're like, you know, we don't have like a dad centric movie, but that's okay. And I'm just now realizing that like this very much is a dad centric movie. (laughs) Kid commits terrorism Terrorism. because he loves his daddy. He wants his daddy back. He he misses his daddy. (laughs) Don't hang my daddy. My daddy did not commit war crimes against the Geneva Convention. The- but I will. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh Actually, that, that comes into play towards the end. The That's whole the international waters bit. So, yeah. so uh, he drops napalm and then um, the general is sending like, all, all his dudes. And then he gets into a plane himself. Right? As, as I was about to be like, as he's like, some you're just strange, two bravest men if you have any left. And I'm like, well, just fucking get it done yourself, bro. If you're going to be talking shit to your guys. Anyway, so he gets into the plane and Doug sees his dad is not like dead. He just got wounded. So he lands the plane and uh, drags his dad into the plane and they take off. More fighting is occurring. Did he kill the uh, Saddam Hussein guy? Um, I did. I don't know. All I remember is that like the Americans showed up to help. He did. Okay, he because he blows up Saddam Hussein's plane, but then the other two MIGs are coming, which weren't even actually MIGs for the record. They just just called them MIGs, but they were a totally different airplane. (sighs) But. (laughs) (laughs) So. It's like someone told him that, like, the nickname for a plane is that the Russians were using were MIGs. It's like, it's like, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. He's like, and he's trying to sound cool. Like, he knows what he's talking about. He's like, two MIGs, bro. Got a leaked copy of the uh, Top Gun script. He's like, all right, they're they're calling them MIGs. Yeah, Yeah, because apparently, like, no one did any other fucking research. That would make a lot of sense if they're like, yeah, these these guys on Top Gun, they know what they're talking about. (laughs) We just got to say what they're saying. So Johnny went over to the Top Gun set. (laughs) And they're calling the Russian planes MIGs. Oh, oh, I don't know. Maybe that's just what they call the planes. You know, we got Jets and MIGs. It's like it's got it's got got to be a nickname, right? (laughs) Yeah, to uh, to uh, fucking mix. You know, like 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 when they say bogey. <laughs> two bogeys on my tail. What's a bogey? You know, two migs on my. It's same thing. Same thing. Think that's got. It's got to be something really stupid like that. Yeah. So then uh, they're running away, and then they see they got more planes on the radar. And he's like, "Oh fuck, we got five more planes on the radar." Five more migs. Yeah, he's like, there's five more MiGs. <laughs> and then he's like, then then we get over the radio. This is so-and-so of the U.S. Air Force. It's like, whoa, they're yeah. ours. They're American. You could just hear the fucking like, America. Fuck yeah. Like the fact he's like, there's two more MiGs. And then, but they're American F-16s. It's just like, no, those are not MiGs. <laughs> No, nothing here is a MIG. F-16, if you read it in, like, Leet, it could say fig. God damn it. <laughs> Figs and MIGs. So, then, the uh, the other Americans that just showed up, 
they get uh, over the the communication system. They're like, because now those those foreign planes are uh, outnumbered. He's like, this is so and so of the United States Air Force. Blah blah blah. You are uh, attacking two American vessels above international waters, and which is like the whole entire thing earlier in the movie. Where and he's like, do you wish to engage? And they're like, Mew. they like just they leave. They he's bail. like, they don't want to engage. Blah 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 blah. And like they, they they're like, oh, we got the captain back. Uh, yay! Let's all we have. We have to get you back to Ramstein Air Force Base in Germany, which is that is where it's at. So hey, they got something. They got right. something right. Nice. Um. So. Then we see the plane land. We got Air Force One with everyone coming off of the uh, the plane. And I just thought about the end of fucking Freddy got fingered. Proud. Proud. <laughs> I was thinking of um, way earlier in the movie when uh, Doug's like in his bedroom or something. And there's something on the wall that says Air Force 2000. Yeah. And we were like joking, like, what is that? And we're trying to figure that out. And we're like, oh, maybe it's like Air Force One. But like, we got to appeal to a new generation. Air Force 2000. <laughs> The future. It's the future. <laughs> Air Force Two, you know, but it's like two, it's like like Blues Brothers Two Thousand. <laughs> we don't talk about Blues Brothers Two Thousand. Robotron Twenty Forty Nine. <laughs> Air Force Two Thousand. Oh my god, makes sense to me. <laughs> but um, so that happens, and then we get to what I was saying, which should be happening the entire time. Uh, they're being court-martialed. Uh-huh. And they're like, they're gonna send us to fucking jail. I was like, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. stole top-secret materials there. That's, I'm pretty sure, some kind of felony. <laughs> or like, two. I'm pretty sure that's a pretty fucking serious that's offense. That's like grand, grand theft. <laughs> <laughs> Like, are you fucking kidding me? And so they're like sitting on trial, and the guy, like the court. Marshal, oh no! Wait, wait, we found Chappy made it. Oh yeah, Chappy's alive. Actually, he he's so alive. He'll be the only character who returns in, <laughs> in the, the four two, sequels. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Chappy ejected over the water and doggy paddled to shore. He right. said, um, or like an Egyptian boat picked him up or something i don't know i don't know you got he, he chappy's here hey yeah by this point in the movie i was like kind of i couldn't really hear the dialogue over the little voice in my head that was like it's almost over yes yes finally <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the court marshalling and um we get some wacky ass salutes and <laughs> It's like they're you, like you're always dissing on like salutes in TV and movies oh, because yeah. they never do it right. They never do. It they right. do this kind of like they put their hands over their foreheads like they're blocking the sun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is like a lot of people think it is, but it's not. You put your fingertips up to your eyebrow. Yeah. And then, and then they like karate chop down yeah. like across their body. It's like, like yeah. why are you doing they that? They just make like big swoop in like. You do like it's it's like a snapping motion, but they do this like it's so fucking weird. Very like, exaggerated swoop. Yeah, it's 
anyway, so this kid's also like swearing at them in the court. Yeah. It's like, but it's OK for some reason. Yeah. Even though it's like military court. So it's like extra, extra formal. Yeah. So like, OK, one. Why, why is a like civilian being court martialed anyway? I, I don't even know if that's how that works, dude. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what happens when a civilian steals a fucking F-16. You know what, babe? Honestly, I don't think the writers knew either. And they didn't didn't take like a fucking hour to like, I don't know what they did in the 80s. Get a fucking encyclopedia or something. They couldn't call somebody. They couldn't ask. I mean, other other military movies were able to get advisors. That's what I'm saying. They could have got anybody. They could have got anybody. They could have just gone down to the local VA yeah. And like just, just hung ask out. Ask someone. Just hang on the cafeteria yeah. of the VA hospital. Those old guys are probably dying to talk to somebody. Yeah. More. Just come in and like be like, hey, so uh, what can you tell me? And they'll go on for hours, dude. There, there, there's one that I see at the VA hospital that I used to go to uh, who is an Elvis impersonator now. No. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Well, he has health care, right? Yeah, that's, okay. that's why he's, I was there. He's, he's doing okay. He's got health care. That's, you know, okay. like he was, I he's doing better than like 80% of Americans. I, I would see, see him at, you know, like in the cafeteria a lot. So the court marshal is telling him, do you realize how much trouble you would be in? And the way they're, they're phrasing everything is like, you would, you could do you understand if we were to yeah. push this? And he's like, and I'm like, they're not, they're not going to do shit. Are they're they? not doing shit. And then they tell him in exchange for his secrecy in the entire ordeal, we aren't going to do anything because you did blow up a bunch of our bad guys, probably their leader also, I think. And, uh, saved one of ours. So, yeah it's literally like they're like we will not punish you whatso fucking ever just so long as you pinky promise that you <laughs> won't tell anybody about it i mean i mean that still is kind of a valid thing it's like look we appreciate what you did but let's be honest you did it the wrong fucking way and we can rain hell down on you if you let people know how fucking much we fucked up with our security because <laughs> I mean, that's I really guess. what it is it's like it's like look, if word gets fair. out it's gonna be like how the fuck did this kid steal an f-16 yeah and so if you don't tell anyone you stole an f-16 oh my god that's why i was so mad i was like this movie is just kind of pissing me off like yeah i'm not in the air force but if i was and i saw that i would be like this is making a mockery of yes. the air force this is making the air force look weak insecure like a fucking joke it's absolutely like a fucking joke but but we're not st- we're not still done that's right because chappie's like oh I'm thinking maybe we should do something more about that, sir. And the way he's phrasing, he's sounding like he's asking for more of a strict punishment than a, a slap on the wrist. And he's like, you see, this took severe disobedience. And maybe there's a place we could send him for some obedience, some sort of academy. Mm-hmm. 
And so, well, you know, he's been getting rejected from the academy. Maybe you should throw him in. They're like, oh, yeah, great idea. That sounds like a great plan. Some fucking kid just stole an F-16 with absolute disregard for this entire organization. Yeah. Welcome made, in. Who made a mockery of us and stole shit from like literally every department. And potentially almost started World War Three. Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck? Man. So... This movie was was something. Yeah, that that's the movie. Yeah, pretty much. You don't really need to know anything else. It's like I I, met, I got to jumble up earlier because the next scene is I'm getting off Air Force One. Yeah, and they get off the plane and everyone, everyone hugs and, and hugs and then the credits just abruptly start rolling and then there's like this really awesome fucking song that yeah. plays. Dude, we didn't talk about the music at all. Yeah. So the music was like kind of weird like the scene where um the training yeah and like they're flying in the plane together you expect this really like badass you expect some like danger zone yes yes like danger zone but instead it's like this song where this woman singing like i just want to be next to you and all this stuff and i was like this feels like just not appropriate for what's happening right now it sounds now. like similar to the song that played in top gun when they were riding on the motorcycle in the sunset yeah <laughs> yes yes exactly but they're like in the middle of fucking combat in planes and i'm just like what the fuck there was a uh, during the montage. Was that Twisted Sister during the montage? Yeah, it's it's we're not going to take it. Yes, we're not going to take it. I mean, we got like Queen and Dio. Those are all in the movie. Yeah, there's some good songs. I just feel that like they were they could have got something better. Yeah, no, for sure. The like, one thing that really weirded me out, though, I have to mention this and like people have to hear this because maybe there's something I'm missing. But like during the graduation scene, they play like pomp and circumstance, you know, like every graduation they play pomp and circumstance and it's like the first like four notes and then it just kind of like goes off into this different song. And I was like, what the hell is that? And it got me questioning is like, well, is pomp and circumstance like. Did they not have the rights to it or something? But then we find out that, like, it is in the public domain. So I really don't understand why they chose to do that. So I don't know. It's like in the military. Do they have their own special pomp and circumstance they, that they play? They weren't. They weren't military. Right. So it was a high school, but they didn't know it was a high school that was on the military base. But, but dude, still. I just don't. It's it's so bizarre. It's so it was so weird because they had licensed music yeah. for the entire rest of the movie. Yeah. And then the one song that's, that's public, like public domain, domain. they're like, wonk, wonk, wonk. <laughs> yeah, they just made shit up. I was like, why? It's like they got the guys like I was saying, like they asked the guy, like, you know, how to play pop circumstance, right? He's like, yeah, it's like and he's like, OK, yeah, yeah, good. And then it comes time to filming. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Like I, I was in band for a long time. And so I had to play pomp and circumstance at the graduation every year. And like, I know that sheet music. Okay. I know it doesn't end like that. So it, it was just weird to me. I was like, what the fuck is yeah, this? 100%. Yeah. That was weird. Very weird. Yeah. I don't know why that, uh, that title track didn't make it in. 
That's that, weird. Yeah, like that the song Iron Eagle Never Say Die, like by King Cobra. Like, I don't know. That that was a rad song and it was at the fucking end. Yeah. During the credits that just came abruptly. Mm-hmm. Fucking weird. Would have been better suited for the fucking fight scene. Yeah. Hundred percent. Especially that that final like Yeah. Reminds me of like uh right before um the montage where he's like we're gonna need I was like a montage he says blah 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 he said something I don't know what he said because I talked over because I shouted a montage <laughs> but then just like that the montage of them stealing shit started montage <laughs> there's so many parallels dude oh, yeah. I know I already joked about like that uh I'm not going to sit here and let you badmouth the greatest democracy the world has ever seen. That's what the fucking trial was like. Yeah, that's exactly like there were vibes like that. Because I guess the thing that I was reading about is that, um, you know, in the 70s, the U.S. military failed just really hard. And it was like with the Vietnam War and, you know, we lost that war. Let's be real. We lost Vietnam. We won't admit it, but like we did. And it was just fucking mm. embarrassing and unnecessary. And so, like, by the 80s, people were kind of like, so it was like we wanted, we had all these, like, movies about the military being badass. And I don't know. I mean, that's not what this movie did. No, but they tried. I feel is, like- is it because I feel like it's trying to make it look like a mockery? I think they were trying to make it seem cool, but like they were also trying really hard to pander to teenagers who strongly disliked authority. And so they were kind of put in this position where they couldn't win on either side. Like, I don't know what they were thinking, but it was really dumb because another thing that I was reading about was that like, I guess at the time, teenagers actually made a living wage. And so they actually had like disposable income. And so movies were all just trying to cash in and get their money. So, you know, we had like, oh, Teen Wolf and Teen Witch and like all this like teen centric stories and whatever. And, you know, they were all generally very like anti-authority. It was like Ferris Bueller's Day Off and all this crap. It's just really interesting when you try to make that authority look. Goddamn United States Air Force. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you've got this like 80s teen movie formula of like the, you know, I'm going to stick it to the man. Like, but this worked with the movie Stripes with Bill Murray and mm, John Candy. mm. They made a mockery of the army, but that was a comedy. So the entire time you're like, okay, this is all a joke. We're laughing at the army entirely as a joke and not like, you know, that they steal the secret weapon, which is like a Winnebago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen Stripes. I haven't. Yeah. yeah so they, the secret weapon is like an armored Winnebago. And it's like, <laughs> lol. You know, yeah. It's, it's funny. And it's the, a comedy. It's like the entire time. There's no if, ands, or buts. It's like we're laughing at the army and we're laughing. Excuse me. We're laughing at the army and we're laughing at all the formalities of the army and of basic training, all those. So we're laughing at 
how much you know all the formalities that we were just talking about they of them getting wrong in this movie because this movie you have this juxtaposition of the air force is super badass and that's like we need to cut this air force is super badass and that's how come we have to recover this pilot Mm -hmm. and that's why Chappie is so fucking rad and that's how come we really should want this main character to get into the air force academy because the air force is rad but also a bunch of teenagers can just get away with anything from the Air Force to go right underneath their noses. Like, yeah. it's just... It doesn't make sense. It's just... I, I feel the concept in principle just can't work no matter what you do with it. I don't know. I... I don't know. I, I can't say that I hated this movie, actually. It's very easy to shit on. But it's competent enough. Yeah, it's competent enough. Uh... Personally, I think for an action movie, there could have been more action. There, there was a lot missing right in the middle. We had, yeah. we had there was action a, a lull yeah. in the middle with just like a lot of talking. Like when they were planning everything, it, I feel like that went on way too long. The entire movie is like a lull, actually, because like if we really think about it, we get the action scene in the beginning when he gets captured. Mm-hmm. And then we get... Um, the airplane race. Yeah. Again, and then a bunch of fucking nothing. Right. And then we get a montage. And then we get the training part where he's missing the things. And then we get the final climax. Yeah. That's it. That's between all that. Just is talking. talking. Just talking. And like, uh, not very good talking. I mean, they're talking about committing hella crimes it's just like i feel like you really could summarize like there's so much that could just been cut down it's like we got stuff oh we we need to do thing here's what we need to do thing we got the thing to do thing will you help us do the thing i'll help you do the thing yeah and then like that was there's so much of the plan because there was like the planning then there was the stealing and then there was the explanation and then the further planning that they all were doing, you know, and just I don't know. Yeah, it it was too long. I agree. <sighs> they could have benefited from like a legit montage. Like put put the fucking, you know, like 80s song in there. Yeah. And, because it, it a was a montage. montage. It was a montage, but just ex- long cuts of everything. Because like it was like the girls walking. Hey, dad, blah, blah, blah. Like and he goes over there and then he still think like just cut in like and like fast, just more cuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, you could just split that down so much. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. Like that entire middle piece could be an entire fucking montage. The entire like third act. Yeah. Um, we got some laughs. From some of like the bad miniature explosions and stuff. Yeah, those are those are the best part. I wish there was more of that. Uh, me too. That was my when favorite. The, when part. the movie opened up with that, I was, I was like, ooh, yeah. This but is... then it goes away. Yeah. And then you just get nothing but these like shitty characters who are making a mockery of the military and all this stuff. And I was just like, you know, generally, I I just don't really like the message of this movie. Um, it, but it was fine, I guess. I mean, it functions. It's a it's a functional movie. Um, 
if you don't think about it in like a real life context, you think of it as like a fictional story. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe you can turn your brain off enough. Like I could see someone being like nostalgic for this movie and being able to like write that stuff off and being like, no, 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 it's fun. Just like, you know, don't think too hard about it. Like I could see maybe enjoying it in that context but like as someone who doesn't have any connection to it or anything i'm just watching it and i'm like yeah eh. and like it's not even like the whole mockery of the military thing because like i've laughed at movies about that before there's sure. plenty of movies like that it's the fact that we're supposed to laugh laugh at the mockery while also be like man this is such a rad or like organization exactly like like which is it mm-hmm Exactly. That it's like, it's just an inconsistent message and yeah, it's yeah. So, um, overall, would I recommend this movie? Mm. It's on Netflix, I think. Really? Yeah, I guess. I mean, if maybe if like you're a fan of Top Gun and you just want more content since fucking Top Gun Maverick got delayed. Yeah. Fucking November. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's supposed I mean, to come out sure. like next week, like it was supposed to. I that, know. So, yeah, if you, if you can't wait for Top Gun Maverick, there <laughs> are like four Iron Eagle movies yeah. you can check out. Who knows? Maybe the other ones are better. Uh, this one was, I don't know. It was okay. It was okay. I think that does just about wrap up this episode. Yes. Um, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit our website, vhssaturday.com, and join our mailing list to get all updates VH Saturday. If you would like to get some of our stickers, we have them available for $5 each. Send us a message on any of our socials. And we will see you next week. But until then, remember, be be kind, kind, rewind. rewind.